0: Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome. To this second live edition of Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast on a Thursday night. We were live last night. Thirsty we're live Thursday. tonight. It's Thirsty Thursday. I have my bourbon. Steven, yes. are you drinking anything right now? Uh, iced tea. Wow. <laughs> you are getting very rowdy on a thirsty Thursday. Hey, I'm going uh, no?
2: for a half marathon.
1: That's that that doesn't mean you can't have a little fun. That's fair. That's fair. I mean,
2: MLS playoffs. What's not like? What's there not to like? Plus, you have the biggest game in MLS history. Why not get liquored up?
1: Uh, why not? Speaking of people who are not getting liquored up right now, <laughs> no Armand Kafai at he the might moment. Join us later. He might. He may join us later. Uh, Jason from uh, League One Fun also might be joining us <laughs> later. However, his Twitter account. Is suspended, so we really have no way of contacting him. Uh, I have been—I have other means. I've been trying to uh, try to get a hold of him, but uh, so far no luck. So we will keep you posted on that as this show progresses. Uh, Stephen, yes. looking up my TV right now. We're in the 66th minute of Atlanta Philly, so we're not going to talk about that right. From the jump, but first and foremost, how are you doing? Uh, you were on a run. You mentioned uh, earlier today. You mentioned you're training for a half marathon. How's that been? Good, good, good. Again,
2: Jake, I I, I appreciate the pleasantries, but you know me, I'm a no BS type of guy. I want to get straight to the meat of sports. So, as much as I think the listeners want to hear me go on about my half marathon training, we do need to touch on one thing. You still have mice. Running around in your house, have you had any update or have you killed any mice since we last spoke 24 hours ago?
1: First and foremost, I like how you completely dodged my question of how are you doing? How's the (laughs) marathon training going? And you say, no, Jake, I stick to sports and then immediately pivot to, so how's the mice? How are the mice in your house going? Hey, maybe they're playing
2: soccer. Have you ever seen mice soccer?
1: No. Um, the mice are great, I guess. Um, they have a warm house to hang out in. My uh, kitchen is disgusting. I uh, last night after we got off the show, I had two mice in a trap. This morning, I had another one. I do not kill them. I cannot kill things. I'm, I, I I can't do it. I can kill bugs, but I, I can't kill. I can't kill them out. It's it's a it's a mammal. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it looks up at me and i just think i can't kill you i'm sorry so what i do is i have this metal box that they're in and i kid you not guys i drive this these mice 2 miles down the road and let them out at, at, at in some park it's probably going to somebody they're, they're probably going to somebody else's house now because it's in a residential area that's okay not my house i don't care not my pro- well it's currently my problem but maybe it'll be somebody else's problem but that's what i do i've been <laughs> literally driving these mice two miles down the road to then let them out of this contraption. Wow. What an cool person. What a good person. At Jake Watrouba, no, we don't, if, You if, know if what's you funny? So it's quick little tangent here. I bought this trap, right? And it's a humane trap for mice. But then you read the directions on how to use it. And it essentially says, once you have mice trapped, uh, dunk uh, dunk the metal of the trap in water. Submerge it in water until mice drown. <laughs> it's like, what is so... What is I, that? That seems like it's even less humane than just snapping its neck in, a, in like your standard uh, mouse trap. So, yeah, I'm very ethical. I I can't kill. I can't even kill a mouse, you let know alone you need a de- to do. deer, or fish, or anything like that. I
2: what you you should get a dog, particularly like a golden retriever who love to chase I have two. squirrels, rabbits. Why don't why, I have two you dogs. have two dogs? Exactly. Why aren't they catching? I have your two mice? dogs
1: and a cat. I have two dogs and a cat. The cat don't give. No, you know what's. The dogs don't care. No one cares. I only care, and it, it's tough. It's tough when your animals. The cat like puts it in her mouth and just kind of plays with it and doesn't kill it. It's just like it's a, it's a friend, I guess.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I got I got a question for you, Jake, from a listener. Um, do you eat animals from factory farms?
1: Okay. All right. So I know where this is going here, and this we've really gone down a rabbit hole here. Yes. I eat. I, I'll be the first to say I love cows. I love steak. I love hamburgers. Uh, I love a good slab of bacon on my cheeseburger. If we're really getting crazy, I understand those animals are treated very poorly and probably killed very inhumanely. But it, it most of the time. But it's kind of one of those things where uh, it's like out of sight, out of mind. So yeah, call me hypocrite. I don't care. Call PETA. You can throw blood in my house, whatever. I don't care. Nick uh, Yes, I I, I I eat meat. I love it. Okay, tastes well, tastes great.
2: Let, let's let's get into let's get into the meat of the show and let's talk about the Seattle Sounders. Last night we were, I guess, midway through the first half. By the time the show wrapped up, Armand again, who's not on the show and quite frankly, we have no idea where he is, said that RSL could be spooky and upset the Seattle Sounders in Seattle, a team in which has not lost a home playoff game since 2013. And Armand dares to say, nah, you know what? That stat, throw it out the window. No, Armand, you were wrong. I'm waiting for an apology letter, but Jake. uh, Yeah,
1: baby. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, let, let's begin with the big picture here. Seattle Sounders three in four years in the conference finals. They are a model club in Major League Soccer. I mean that's that's a pretty good run here, and I think looking back when when Seattle has to to make changes, it, it's gonna it's gonna stick out
1: no it is it is like you said uh three of the last four years in the conference finals that's a hell of a run i mean not too many teams across the other four major sports you don't see that very often Uh, okay here you go i've teased you up now steven now tell me what team does that on a very consistent basis the new england patriots the new england patriots uh no, I think you gotta tip the cap to uh Brian Schmetzer there up in Seattle we we talked about this earlier tonight before the show. is he one of the more first of all let's just start on a broader scale here is he one of the more underrated managers in MLs? He has to be
2: I mean three in four years taking your Taking the Seattle Sounders, if you're a Seattle Sounders fan, your Seattle Sounders to the conference finals. And think about it. The year that they won it, right, they had a disaster of a season. They turned the uh, uh, beginning of the season. They turned it around midway through. They go on this phenomenal run, and then they beat Toronto in MLS Cup. The following year, they get back to MLS Cup, and Toronto, who had a historic season, beats them at it. Last year, uh, they they faltered. But it's not even the three and four years, Jake. It's the fact that Seattle Sounders have been in the playoffs every year. Since they entered Major League Soccer as an expansion team. I don't think there's enough credit given to this organization for how they run things, for how they do things, for how they realize... That, believe it or not, you could take weeks off in MLS. The, the, the West was wild this last three months. Clubs going from the two seed to the six seed. Think about it. the LA Galaxy at one point had command on the second seed. RSL was at one point in command of the second seed. You're, Jake, you're Minnesota United were at, at one point in command of that second seed. But Seattle eventually came out on top. They played two home games. And again, they don't lose at home. And if you're the Seattle Sounders, you best better be rooting for the LA Galaxy because, ooh, that's another tasty matchup for MLS as a whole when it comes to the TV ratings problem. But secondly, you're way more confident at home than you are on the road. And the bunk, the California Stadium is going to be a rambunctious atmosphere tonight, but you, you best believe it that it's, it's intimidating.
1: No, I, yeah. If you're Seattle, you definitely want the galaxy to win tonight. Cause CenturyLink field is one of the tougher places to play. And if I was look LAFC, I believe they've only lost one match this year at home. That was to Minnesota United off of a Mason toy brace. If you're Seattle, yeah, you don't want to be going to Bank of California Stadium. You want you want to hope the Galaxy uh, can get the win here. I mean, they've never lost to LAFC, uh, the the LA Galaxy. So if you're Seattle, you got to at least feel somewhat good that that could uh, happen again. Uh, the other question I wanted to ask you about Brian Schmetzer was, so I, we we I never about, answered it. I went off. I went no, off rails. That's I... fine. That's fine. We're, we're we're we we you know. Here at Uncle Sam Soccer Podcast, we allow for a little uh, artist creativity. You you know you don't need to paint between the lines. You can you can go outside the box a little bit every now and then. You can dodge a question. Well, That's okay. fine.
2: Well, I dodged the first question of the show.
1: All right. Well, let's get to the important one because. Well, I, well, before,
2: wait. What possible? I, I want to bring some stats here. I did a little Google search. Big here. stat guy. Yes, I'm a big stat guy. Love my stats. It, it's good. It's it best, especially. <clears throat> Armonkify helps when you want takes. Anyway, uh, wow. Wednesday, I'm reading from Charles Baum, MLSsoccer.com. Wednesday, quote, Wednesday also marked their 11th straight home playoff win. Talking about the Seattle Sounders, the second longest such streak in MLS and part of their 14 2 3 all time record at home in the postseason. Woo! I mean, this team is hot. I can't believe, I can't, I just, I simply can't believe Armand thought. RSL really had uh, 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 a chance up there. I really don't. And I know Seattle played terrible, terrible in that first half. But it was night and day. In that second half, they looked miles better than RSL. They looked like a team that could compete for MLS Cup. And and, and moreover, Jake, Seattle Sounders have won six six major trophies since their MLS debut in 2009, four U.S. Open Cups. The Supporters' Shield in 2014, the most meaningless trophy there is in all of North American soccer.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. what about the Campiones Cup? <laughs>
2: no, I think— I. Think what about the, Supp- the League's Cup? No, those, those carry more weight because you have to beat uh, clubs from uh, Liga MX.
1: All right, I'll give it to you.
2: And then, obviously, their triumph in the 2016 MLS Cup over Toronto, Stefan Fry, who is Swiss. Love God. it. Love it, right? Yeah, baby. With an unbelievable save. Uh, I, I, they make the case, right, to be arguably the team of this decade. That's pretty much what Charles Baum says here. But also, are they the model franchise in MLS?
1: You have to think they are right. I mean, they've never missed the playoffs in their in their existence. You just rattled off the. What you said what six trophies they've won?
2: Yeah. So they've also they've also won the most games, one hundred and seventy six games since two thousand and ten. That is, they're ten more than second place, New York Red Bulls.
1: And they're also a franchise that's not going to look. Seattle's going to spend money, but they're not going to spend money like LAFC is going to spend money. They're not going to spend but money they play, like they the spend L- their money LA smart. Galaxy. Yes, and that's that's the key that they spend their money smart. I I'm trying to think of like a bad designated player that the Sounder sign was like, oh man, that just kind of screws them over, or were they? allocated a ton of just TAM or whatever stupid pot of money you want to refer to. And that just really put them behind the eight ball in terms of uh, uh, spending restrictions. I just think they're they're Yeah, they probably are the model franchise in MLS. I think you can also make the case that while they don't win anything, you can also look at the Red Bulls who uh, – Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. No, well, hold no, on here. Hold no, no, on here. No, each, no, no, no. Yes, hold on. I, third I, third I, third I third do third not
2: third want to – Okay, you cannot third model third the ideal club in Major League Soccer of, after a club that doesn't win anything. They are a but loser.
1: Can, no, but Losers they are club. consistently winning better teams they, they in MLS every single year. They consistently in the playoffs. That says a lot coming from a Revolution fan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: Well, you know what? What we're up against it. We're gonna take here uh a quick well, break.
1: On. Wait, wait, let's push the break back. We push the break back for a second because I wanted to ask you, since we're talking about Seattle, I wanted to ask you about Nick Ramondo. It's his last game yesterday. Do you have any Nick Ramondo memories or any anything about Nick Ramondo that really stands out to you after looking uh back at his twenty year career? That's a question. With for RSL Armand. Or, that's a question or with for the US. Him. I'm sorry, that's a question for Armand. Because right. I,
2: quite frankly, Nick Mirondo uh Nick uh, how do you Ramondo. pronounce this? Ramondo. Ramondo? Sorry, he he Legend. is a staple of Major League Soccer. Obviously, with RSL, right? He, he he's won. the greatest
1: goalkeeper in MLS history.
2: The problem is, I, I'm I'm a Euro stop, right? So you
1: are.
2: I I don't remember much of his career. I don't I don't remember. There's not a Stefan Fry moment where I was blown away. Uh, you know that one moment where a keeper really just stood on his head i I'm sure I'm gonna get killed because I'm sure he has a performance there
1: uh by the way joseph martinez just put this game on ice what a banger but yeah let's go to break
2: <laughs> what okay listeners at on Sam soccer pod we want your thoughts we're gonna continue this conversation as joseph Martinez just put Atlanta to o up on philadelphia union we're going to talk about frank DeBoer as well here once the game ends and obviously el trafico <laughs>
0: We're back! All right. We're back. Wow,
1: wow.
2: Please tell me, I will never write you a reference for a radio
1: gig. I, I with that. That's from something, and I can't remember where it's from anymore. So I apologize, but that that wasn't just something I did because I thought I was being funny. I just I've heard it from somewhere else. Anyway, yeah, I, uh, I got a friend of the show listening. I just got a big LOL. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I want to talk about my New York Red Bulls point. Can I talk about my New York Red Bulls oh, point? Oh, for love of God. I don't know why
2: anybody would model what the Red Bulls do as, as a success. They just don't win.
1: Look, the New York Red Bulls have a certain way of, of going about building their teams. And the way they do that, I think you can say they do it in a very successful way, which is building from within. It's building through the academy. It's... It's building with these homegrown players. I mean, how many. Okay, don't we have to dis- make last, a distinction here? What was here? the last big European or South American export Rebels brought in? Terry Henry? What was that? Five, six years ago?
2: Well, more than that.
1: I mean, there you go. I mean, the, the Rebels, each. The, here's the thing. As Americans, I think we do this. When looking at teams, we grade them on how much silverware have you won, or how much, how many trophies have you won. And if you were to look at soccer, you're a Euro snob, so you should be, you should know all about this. You look in England. Clubs are viewed in different ways. Look, if you're Crystal Palace, it's don't get relegated, and the season is a success. If you're, let's say, for this year, if you're Wolverhampton. Compete for a Europa League spot. That's a success. If you're Chelsea, well, What's League your spot? point success. here?
2: The New York Red I'm Bulls saying, have the I'm second saying, most wins in the 2010 decade behind the Seattle say, Sounders.
1: What I'm trying to say is if the Red Bulls really— I mean, look, they want to win silverware, but the Red Bulls have— gone about their business as we are going to develop talent within. We're going to uh you know cultivate our academy to such that it, it 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 can supplement the senior team and we're not gonna go out and we're not gonna go get a flashy ten million dollar player like LAFC is or even like uh we're not gonna go out and get a Nicholas Ladero. We're not gonna go out and get a Raul Ruiz Diaz. We're not gonna go out, you know, and, and get players like that. What we're gonna do is we're just going to grow from within. We're going to, you know, develop a Tyler Adams. And then uh, when he's a polished product, we're going to flip him to uh, your okay, sure. profit.
2: If, if you want to lose and not win. So, is FC so does FC Dallas.
1: That, that's FC Dallas's way too. I think you can look okay, at but FC you, Dallas as Two different markets.
2: And- two different cities. Two different mentalities. Yes. Yes, I get it. But, Jake, FC Dallas carries no weight when it comes to any fandom in the North America.
1: Either does New York Red Bulls.
2: But New York Red Bulls are more familiar than FC Dallas. And and let me ask you 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 brought up the designated players. Can you name the two designated players the Red Bulls have? Kaku. Yes.
1: And the other one has to be Bradley Wright Phillips. Yeah. You're right. So there you go. Look, I'm a bit. Look, we stand New York Red Bulls in this show. Me and Armand (laughs) stand. New no. York Rebels. Where's Armand at? Armand, get on this stupid show, all right? Let's back me
2: yeah, up. Yeah, hey, uh, we're putting out the bat signal for Armand Kafai listeners at Armand Kafai at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. Ask him where he's at. Secondly, send in your thoughts, your questions. It looks like Atlanta United will book its place to a, to the conference finals, going back to back. And my goodness, what a turnaround! Can you even say it's been a turnaround for Atlanta United? after the way they started on the Frank DeBoer questions, basically losing the locker room at some point. I mean, you had multiple players comment on his defensive style, and it was frankly not liked.
1: You had the players players in the locker room who were openly criticizing him. You had Pity Martinez going on Argentine radio and basically saying how unhappy he was and how he wants out of the club and – how much he doesn't like Frank DeBoer. I think uh, you had LGP who was also lamenting a lot in the media about how unhappy he was. So, and that was in what, May or June, I believe. And since that moment, since all those, the, the faces of that team came forward and said, this sucks. I hate playing here. I, I, this isn't how I want to play football. And since then, it feels like there has been a turnaround. And like Atlanta wasn't a bad team when that happened either. They were just kind of a boring team to watch. It wasn't like Tata Martino's Atlanta United from the last two previous seasons where they were constantly on the front foot. They were playing this really expressive and expansive style of football. and They were more pragmatic under Frank DeBoer, kind of grinding out the 1-0 result. Let's get, let's, let's get a goal. And then let's let's just uh, see this result out. And ever since that moment, it's, it feels as though Frank De Boer has made changes to allow the players to kind of be themselves on the field, but also recognizes like like look at this game. Okay, they're going to go on and win this match. They're up two nil right now. Would you would you after watching this match would you would you sit there and th- and think after that first goal like wow Atlanta just destroyed them. They just they were on the front foot the entire match. They they toyed with the Philadelphia Union. Would you say that? Because I don't feel that way. I, I feel like they got a goal, and then they're like, "All right, let's. Uh, this is a playoff match. This is a knockout game. We're just gonna. We got our goal. Let's be defensively sound here, and let's see this game out." And they go and get a second goal from well, Joseph Martinez yeah, in like, yeah, the second half.
2: But I think I think we're missing a little bit of context here. Remind me, Jake, who won the U.S. Open Cup?
1: I think that was Atlanta United.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, who won? I remember, the... I remember that. Game. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so go Thanks. back and listen to the archives. A lot of thoughts on that. Uh, but who won the Champions Cup? Uh, I believe that was
1: Atlanta United. Oh, okay, they won. They've won silverware. Wow, my yeah, we've already, yeah, yeah. They won. They won stuff.
2: Frank three to- trophies.
1: I think three. Three
2: trophies. And three trophies in a span in three years. of years. Well, yeah, that, but in a span of eight months. They won three trophies. And three trophies, people would say those are actual trophies, not the stupid supporter Shield.
1: I do not recognize the Campionis' Cup. As, I do. I uh, give that
2: more credit than the stupid supporter
1: Shield. I mean, if, if Liga MX doesn't take it seriously, how can I? Well,
2: we do know. Okay, besides the point, I don't want to get into silverware measuring context here. What I do want to say is Frank DeBoer <laughs> lost a locker room early on, but he regained it by winning. Winning is the ultimate mask in sports. You could have a locker room that hates each other, but if they're on that court and they win, who cares what's going on in the locker room? Winning is the greatest mask. And the fact that they won two silver uh, two trophies the way they did under Frank DeBoer put confidence in the team and understanding – okay, we can get behind it in certain instances. Yeah, the team w- wants to play this offensive style. But let me ask you, Jake, would you rather look pretty and lose or win silverware and not be the prettiest?
1: I would rather win some trophies and not look the prettiest. However, if you ask – well, God, I could really get get us on a tangent here if I wanted to um, – if you ask a certain u s national team head coach, would he rather win trophies or look pretty losing? I think he might tell you to look pretty losing um, but that's neither here nor there i I don't disagree with you on this one, okay how did how I, I'm on delay,
2: but how does how does he miss that joseph Martinez
1: I actually turned the game off, so sorry listeners <laughs> sorry stephen <laughs> fake fake You're fan fake. fake fan over here look. I, don't know, I completely lost your train of thought. But I I, I I agree with you. I would – look, Atlanta yeah, but, United – they but here's they, they, things.
2: What? We had – there were still Major League Soccer reporters out there talking about mm, – so I have question marks around Frank DeBoer. Frank Boer taking Atlanta United, won two trophies. They are in the CONCACAF Champions League. They're back in the conference finals. Oh, guess what? They're hosting it against Toronto. They're the favorite. You know it's going to be a sold out park. The, they are the second seed, are they not?
1: Yeah, they should be hosting. So it's if good.
2: LAFC get knocked out, there's a good chance that they host MLS Cup again. You could see a back to back champion here.
1: Mm. And what did the- I say? What did I say in our playoff preview show? I don't remember. I believe I said Atlanta will go back to back.
2: Oh, well, there you go.
1: Going back to back.
2: Predictions coming right. All right. Um, more thoughts on this. On the other side, we're gonna get to the biggest game in Major League Soccer. We are all thrilled for El Tráfico. We'll get to that. But listeners at OnXiam Soccer Pod, send in your random thoughts. And Mister Amonkify, where the hell are you? <laughs>
1: Here on Uncle Could Sam's Podcast. Could you do anything more podcast?
2: unprofessional? I'm trying to keep it loose. Let's let we're gonna we're gonna do a proper. Let the sh- I'll, I'll show, let you the what
1: show I- breathe. Let the show breathe a little bit. Let's keep it loose. <laughs>
2: uh, all right, it's official. Atlanta advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals versus Toronto. Oh, hey, thanks. Oh, so a side note, Jake, you texted this. Yeah. I think it's a good take here. What are the chances we see Toronto versus Seattle again? It wouldn't I, be that bad. I I, I would like no, that.
1: No, no,
2: no, 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 no. Why? What's wrong with that? No. You don't know, no. you don't want to see Michael Bradley? No Cheeks versus okay. Lions Here's the comment
1: thing. come back? I don't I don't remember the, the, the year Toronto won, how that match went. But what the one that stand the this MLS Cup always stands out to me, this particular one, because of how like boring I thought it was. Up until about extra time, and then it was like, "Oh, things are happening here." The the the, the match that ended nil nil and went to penalties. I I I I for some reason feel like that's going to happen again, and I I I can't do it. I can't. That was sit that was it. an epic match. No, no, no. This league cannot handle a nil nil final. I'm sorry, I can't. I think I think correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe MLS Cup this year is on Big Boy Fox. I think it was on ESPN last year because I remember... Dude, I don't know like what you,
2: where you're getting your information. It's ABC.
1: Is it, oh, is it ABC this year? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was it on ESPN last year, wasn't it? Did they have to move it to like 2 o'clock because of the, uh, the Heisman Trophy presentation? Or was that two years ago? No, they moved it to, I think, ESPN 2. Yeah, because of the Heisman presentation. <laughs> yeah, but they...
2: Man, I don't know where you get your information. It's I've been definitely drinking. ABC. I've been
1: drinking tonight. I've, well, then if that's the case, then it's my, my point still stands. It's going to be on, on ABC. The, this league does not need a nil-nil draw, uh, draw after 120 minutes to go to PKs. I'm sorry. This needs goals. It needs an LAFC. It needs an Atlanta. It needs star power. It needs what we have tonight, which is El Trafico. And, Stephen, let me tell you something. Listeners, let me tell you something, too. You probably didn't know this. I didn't know this until I looked it up because I'm very resourceful with my cell phone. You can be, too, if you download SeatGeek. Use the promo code. No, we don't We don't have a promo code. I'm just kidding. Uh, type with the promo code, blah, 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 to get $20 off your first purchase.
2: I hate those commercials.
1: <laughs> the show is also sponsored by ZipRecruiter. See, I, I know all the typical podcast uh Advertisers. But anyway, I was on SeatGeek at 7.35 Central Daylight Savings Time tonight, okay? And I decided, uh, you know, for S's and giggles, you know what the S stands for. Let's just see what tickets are going for LAFC, LA Galaxy. So I type in LAFC. Boom, the game shows up. At 7.35 Central Time tonight, the cheapest ticket to stand with the 3252, the supporters group of LAFC, the cheapest ticket to stand in their section was $303 on SeatGeek. Ooh. Let me repeat that. three hundred. And $3 on SeatGeek. Totally, totally worth it. For uh, reference, I checked the prices of the uh, third-party market for the Minnesota United LA Galaxy match last Sunday. I checked how cheap was it to stand in the uh, Wonderwall with all the Minnesota United fans. 94 bucks. That was a cheap... Ticket. So to give you some context here, we're looking at three times that price just to stand with the thirty-two fifty-two. The cheapest ticket to just get in to the stadium to see the game. Three two hundred and eight bucks, and that is to sit way, 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 way up there, way up in the nosebleeds. I've never never been at California Stadium, so maybe it's a good view up there. I'm not sure, but to give you a little bit of idea, these tickets are expensive this is a, this is not a cheap ticket i believe these are more expensive than some of the tickets that were on the third party market for lakers clippers nba opener at staples center a couple nights ago and that was uh, a clippers home game disguised as a lakers home game hey la's a clippers town now we stand clippers in the show <laughs> yeah check where's out, our man? Uh, where's <laughs> our mind our Armand would stand with me
2: where is Armand? We're still waiting for him. Uh, listeners, if you've, you've never heard of this, but Jake and Armand once tried to, to do an Uncle Sam basketball.
1: You <laughs> can uh, – if you search around on if, – if you can figure out – I'm not going to name names here. You, you sh- This should be a dead giveaway, if you're li- especially if you're listening live. If you can do a little searching on, on the platform we host our podcast on ye- and you – can figure out what we named it. And I'm going to tell you something. It's not very hard because uh, the wording is – let's just say took it's under the same branding as Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. So if you can think of the branding for Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, i.e. Uncle Sam, you can do a little searching on a, a certain podcast platform and find a pilot episode or two from – Gosh, two years ago, where me and Armand struggled through an hour's worth of uh, NBA talk. So you can go, but do that after after the live show's over. Don't tune out now. We still have some some show here planned for you. But yes, there is a there is an NBA podcast out there. Me and Armand uh, talking a little hoops. So, uh, Stephen, I'm back. I don't even. I, I lost my thought. we what were
2: we talking about?
1: We're talking El Tráfico, and I wanted El to ask Trafico. you this. Yeah. Because you have hot takes, I really you. you oh, this always... is my big point. This is my big point. All right, give us a big point. Uh, Thanks.
2: Three hundred bucks is totally worth it to go sit and watch this match. This is single handedly the greatest match in MLS history. I don't care. I know we had uh, a listener yesterday chime in, uh, and, and uh, he messaged us, and I'm gonna butcher this name, Rayo Roscoe basically talking about. A uh, uh, David Beckham's B- David Beckham's first match in MLS being up there and, and just the hype. And he was discussing about how people were talking about it on radio. The national media w- was talking about it, and uh, sure, but I-, I think this is the first time where you just get the impression that this is this is Liverpool versus Manchester United.
1: Oh, okay. This is Tottenham right. versus Arsenal. Oh, yeah. let's This is the third, fifth-place team in England playing each other. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't no, even no. know where Arsenal even is in the standings or Tottenham even is. But, yeah, this is too... Uh... <laughs> I'm not talking
2: about the quality of play. I'm just simply talking about the hatred between the two clubs. Never mind that the the players. The players.
1: You should have said Celtic Rangers. That would have been a better comparison, I
2: think. Tottenham fans hate Arsenal fans. Arsenal fans hate Tottenham fans. This is like New York Yankees versus the Boston Red Sox in the two early two thousands. This is Lakers versus Celtics in the eighties. This is the rivalry in myself. Major League Soccer. At the moment. At the moment. If Ibra leaves LA Galaxy better find a superstar that opens his mouth. It boy is it awesome hearing hearing uh, just the smack. Oh,
1: oh man. Love it. So speaking of smack, speaking of talking, Carlos Vela, according to Sebastian Salazar, I believe it was Sebastian Salazar on Twitter. And I know I said it's from Taylor Twellman because this is where I saw the tweet. According to those two, Carlos Vela and Zlatan Ibrahimović declined ESPN's request for an interview earlier today. Okay. According to Salazar, this is the first time Zlatan has ever turned down ESPN for an interview. So my question to you, Steven, because you have the hottest takes. You always have an opinion on everything. You always have a thought. (laughs) What is that supposed
2: to mean? Jake
1: taking shots over here or something. I
2: always – you know what? I have a take. Unlike YouTube pansies that never have a take. Uh,
1: uh, Yeah. I have a take. I have a take. Okay, here's what happened. I had takes on the Columbus Crew about a a year ago, and then Columbus Crew Twitter was in my mentions. So now I'm like, screw having takes. I'm sick of dealing with these people. So (laughs) I'll leave leave it to you. I'll leave it to you. Anyway, they don't give any comments. They don't do any interviews. They don't want to talk to the media. What does that say from those two? Oh, are, are LA LA, LA Galaxy
2: are in the heads of LAFC. It is Are they are
1: they living rent free right now? Oh
2: my god, they are really living rent free. It is so great. Oh, the Galaxy. Oh man. They Oh, I oh this match I just can't wait. I just I I just I think LAFC have Mount Everest to climb tonight. They when they can get past LA Galaxy, they will breeze to MLS Cup. This is MLS Cup for LAFC. This is more important to them than it is hosting Seattle in the conference finals. They get past the Galaxy, they will win MLS Cup because the Galaxy represent the old MLS, right? LAFC is trying to make the names for themselves. But that said, LAFC is very talented. They're at home. The fans are into it. But the Galaxy are in the heads of LAFC.
1: Yes. I agree. The Galaxy are in the heads of LAFC. But tonight is the perfect night for LAFC to exercise those demons, if you will. If you want to call them demons. They've only played a handful of times. But tonight would be the night of, well, you know... Uh, Galaxy and Galaxy fans, you've beaten us in the regular season, but when it mattered the most, when the most was on the line, we kicked your ass. We well, beat just you just and, remember, Supporter
2: Shield winners don't succeed well in Major League Soccer playoffs. And uh, there's been a sighting of Armand Kafai. We're going to try to get him on the line here for our final segment. We're going to take a quick break, try to get him on the line. We're going to discuss starting lineups. Obviously, the game's not near to Getting kicked off. Fans are still walking, walking into. Uh, the kickoff isn't stadium.
1: until uh, ten forty eight Eastern time. Oh my goodness. Or nine forty eight Eastern. I don't even know what time is that. No, ten
2: forty eight anyway. on the the East Coast.
1: That's okay. See, I said it, and it sounded really ridiculous. That's wait, why. Wait, I wait. Like, no, I yeah, that it. is yeah, because it's
2: nine fourteen Central.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: that's so bad. That is ridiculously stupid. Wow. My God! All right, we're we're gonna try to uh, surprise monkify here on the telly at Sam Soccer Pod. If you have a question for Mister Arman, let us know at Armancafi at Jake Patrol at Stephen Jodder. We'll be right back. Alrighty, we are back on Sam Soccer Podcast at Stephen Jodder and John, at Jake Watroba. Taking you up to the bottom of the hour. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. I had you on mute. <laughs> so, <laughs> that comment was not aired. Uh, thank you for that professional intro, Jake. I mean now never mind. We're
1: now now you now now you sound like the idiot cuz you, you stumbled over yourself cuz you could hear me but nobody else could. Yeah. 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 Steven runs Steven is an author, authoritarian shit. with his uh, with his, <laughs> with the way he operates the soundboard over there. He's like a uh, communist China with the way they're silencing <laughs> NBA uh, uh criticism criticism from the NBA. Yes, yes. You can't edit that out now. So <laughs> <laughs> nope. You can't do that in post production. Nope.
2: I can't I can't
1: It's a live show.
2: It's a live show. I don't know where Armancafi is. He might be listening to the show. Answer your phone, buddy. Just for ten minutes. Unbelievable. Hey, uh, Jake. Let's let's talk about this LA Galaxy. You are obviously in Minnesota. Were you impressed with the way the Galaxy came out and played?
1: Yeah, I was a little bit. I don't want to say confused, but they. They sat back for a majority of the match against Minnesota United. They, they really seemed comfortable. Maybe this is, this is because Minnesota United doesn't have that many threatening offensive or attacking-minded players at the moment right now, but they really seemed comfortable absorbing the pressure of Minnesota United and hitting Minnesota United on the counterattack for large portions of that match, I remember texting you guys, essentially saying, you know, Minnesota United needs to make some changes, you know, maybe make some toy for Angela Rodriguez. Makes no sense why you're having Rodriguez hold up play. They need somebody who can make some runs between the center backs there, get in behind. And I think tonight that strategy isn't going to work. I don't think you, uh, the LA Galaxy can afford to sit back and absorb – Pressure. Oh, that would be LAFC. a massive mistake.
2: I think you when have they, to attack LAC. You have to. You have to.
1: You. That's that's how they to beat them.
2: Play with them. That's how they beat them, especially when they had, uh, was it two or three goals in a span of sixteen minutes? It
1: was about three, I believe. You had the two. I think I believe it was two Laton goals and one from uh, Christian Pavone. Yeah, you have to. They have to. They, they cannot absorb pressure. Like they did against Minnesota United. Uh, I mean, Minnesota United does not have players like Carlos Vela. They don't have players like a Diego Rossi or a Brian Rodriguez. I believe LAFC has Diamande back tonight. I haven't seen the starting uh, eleven uh, for LAFC, but I know Diamande uh, was available for selection tonight. I've got
2: the I've got both lineups here, and if you're watching to the ESPN2 broadcast, make sure. That you tune into espn at the bottom of our slack time ibrahimovic eight goals in five games he starts at the top for the galaxy with pavone and Antuna on his flanks legit in the middle dos santos and kitchen as more your defensive midfielders back line left to right romney plenta i can't read this because my eyes are terrible Gonzalez on the right, the other center back is Stress, and then Bingham and Goal. Meanwhile, LAFC, Jake. Uh,
1: I got, I got their starting 11 right in front of me oh, right now if you want me you yeah, read it. Give it to me. Starting in net, Tyler Miller working left to right. We have Harvey, Segura, Blackman. Big question there with Walker been out. How will they – well, someone's on the bench, but he suffered the injury in that match – uh, I believe it was against the Colorado Rapids. So that's that's a, uh, an area to watch for LAFC with Blackman pairing up with Segura there in the back. Beta Shore, two Blackmans right in the midfield. Again, working left to right. Blessing, Atuesta, win. And then starting up top, flanking Carlos Vela. You have Rossi to his left and Brian Rodriguez to his right. Vela starting so, at the nine
2: right lots lots of question marks here with obviously Zimmerman sitting on the bench but Jake we saw last night NYCFC get knocked out they were playing at City Field Toronto FC a team experienced with plenty of talent but NYCFC did have a prolonged break i don't know how much you want to toss up their loss to, to that? Or was it just a fluke? Bad bounces? But LAFC haven't played in a while. The Galaxy are, are, are you know, they're on a run. Quote unquote, on a run.
1: Well, okay, let's pump the brakes here with the run. Alright, let's not forget the LA okay, What Galaxy. I'm
2: saying is their their momentum. LAFC have to stop and go. Does that have any impact on tonight's game?
1: No! Okay, again, LA Galaxy, they... Before beating Minnesota United, they drop games. First of all, at home, but at I, don't home L- I don't think I don't think the Galaxy the care. But,
2: but here's the things I don't think. Here's the unique thing about the LA Galaxy, and I've, we've said this all along. Or At least I have the man exactly. with real takes on the show.
1: Okay, okay, buddy,
2: <laughs> that's my line, Jake. My, my, the Galaxy have this; they do this thing where they play up to the competition and when the lights shine bright as Ibrahimovic makes it a point I, I, th- I just think they went to Minnesota and they said "Ha, alright boys we got this we're going to go out there we're going to take care of business and we're going to make a, a, a real statement against LAFC Thursday night in their house again
1: yeah that very well could be that very well Could be, I'm look, I know we talked about the layover that we talked about the 17 or 18 days between matches for NYCFC and LA galaxy. I just, I don't know this LAFC team. It just feels different to me. I don't know. I, you can, you can sit here and say LA galaxy have the win or the momentum at their back or the, the, you know, the win in their sails because they beat Minnesota United at home, is that what we're supposed to believe here? That LA Galaxy are flying high off of a two-one win over Minnesota United? Is that what we're supposed to believe? I mean, let's let's this LA Galaxy's defending has been piss poor for for large periods. Yep, you're not wrong, and that's why the Galaxy also, have to
2: get on the front foot early. They have I also to.
1: Agree with you though that they they are Jekyll and Hyde. They can flip the switch when they need to uh when the lights shine the brightest specifically when it's LAFC they do seem to get up for LAFC so it's going to be an interesting match but i'm not going to sit here and just uh say that LAFC is going to lie down for the galaxies because that's how it's kind of always well, been well of course they're not just going to lie down and say come and uh, but i'm also i'm not going to sit here and just say that the, that the galaxy are just going to come in they're just rolling in they've just they've won 9 of their last 10 or they've you know they they're on this run that Toronto's on, which is, what, 12 unbeaten now with the the two postseason wins, 12 unbeaten. Like, like, let's not sit here and talk about the Galaxy as if they're this team that's just steamrolling teams at the moment. Like, like, like they lost to Vancouver and the Houston Dynamo in the final two weeks of the season. The LA Galaxy, had they not lost those two matches at the end of the season, could be uh, where the Seattle Sounders are right now. Which is the number you two what? seed? I'm
2: thankful they lost these two matches because it's a guarantee that we would have had this.
1: You mean you didn't want RSL or Minnesota United against uh, LAFC tonight? You would have gotten, hey, hey hey you may have gotten El Tráfico in the Western Conference Final. Instead. I don't.
2: I honestly, this is better.
1: No, uh, I disagree because I would much rather see that game on a Sunday night than on a Guess what? Thursday. They're, they're not on a, night.
2: those conference finals are not on a on a week night. I mean, we, a weekend. Or... They're not a weekend. I... They're next Tuesday, I think. Pfft,
1: God, I hate MLS. God, this league. Sucks. Actually,
2: actually, it's so... smart. It's smart. God, God damn it! <laughs> but it's smart. You know why? Because you're not competing against stupid, stupid playoffs. Uh, football, college football, and and the NFL. You have Atlanta, Toronto to. next Wednesday, seven p.m. Then guess you have...
1: what? Guess what? what? Guess what? The Atlanta Falcons are so bad that Atlanta United is not competing against them if they are on the same time, because I can guarantee you most people will tune in to Atlanta United. Second of all, I don't know when the Toronto Argonauts play, so we're, if we're talking about football. Third of all, <laughs> schedule El Trafico when the Rams when the Rams. I'm just going to leave out the Rams because the Chargers are a joke too. Well, they're, they really belong to San
2: Diego. They're just the San Diego superchargers just, of L.A. You
1: can work around this. Just don't schedule the games when the local NFL teams are playing. I mean, come on. And the Gal- the Falcons Okay, we're trash. not talking
2: it schedule. Anyway, it is what I just, it is. All I'm saying is this next Tuesday and next Wednesday, those are the conference finals games. And I'm frankly happy that we have it because at least we have it. It's not a guarantee that the Galaxy would have beaten – I, I don't know who they would have played in the opening round, and then played RSL in the in the second game.
1: Dallas, Dallas. Yeah,
2: I, I, I don't know. I don't care. Frankly, I don't care. This is great. Question, Jake. I mean, we we talked about it here in the, in the final two minutes. Here, we talked about it. LAFC have this massive hurdle to get over. This is the biggest game in MLS history. I don't care. Some of you on Twitter have said that this is the biggest game, non-MLS Cup final biggest game. Nope, not at all. This is single-handedly the biggest game in Major League Soccer history because, frankly, this game will be... If it turns out to what we've had in the previous matchups, it it will generate more buzz and it will be more memorable in three years now, than some stupid MLS Cup from 2013. Quite Uh, frankly, I don't even remember last year's MLS Cup when Atlanta beat Portland.
1: uh, Things happened. I think Portland lost. (laughs) But, no, that's that's a joke. I know Portland lost. Uh, Bobby Warshaw agrees with you, by the way. He says this is also the biggest match in league history. I just, uh, for me... I just kind of wish this was a conference final. It just feels like oh, they're going to have cares? a little more bobby toss. Kind of like how Toronto and Montreal had that one year. It was a conference final. It was it was a big rivalry. It was uh, – that. not to mention it was, it was no, two I think legs. That was, two. I think
2: that was a conference semifinal.
1: Was it? Well, then what do I know?
2: <laughs> Nothing.
1: <laughs> Armand, call in. Let us know. You, hey, okay. You.
2: We're We're, we're going to do something unexpected. This could go down the bleep show. But let's see. If we no, can... you
1: can't. You can't call him because it's gonna give out his phone number to everybody listening. So you can't do that because it's gonna go straight to voicemail. So you cannot do that. Oh, no, I can't do that. No, nope. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm gonna stop you right now. I know. I knew what you wanted to do. I. You wanted. I wanted to prank call, call him. Armand. No, prank. He knows who's calling him. You wanted to cold call Armand. But yeah. I know how his phone works because I can never. Here's the thing, listeners. Give you a little behind the scenes look at how we deal with things on Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. For me personally. Do you call Armand? It goes straight to voicemail, and then you have to wait for Armand to call you back. He never no, you has, just he never call picks him up. twice, or you do that. I wait for him to call me back because I'm a nice guy. Maybe he's busy. I don't know. Who am I to assume? He's in school. He covers FC Dallas. He watches soccer a lot. What do I know?
2: Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, listeners at Sam Soccer Pod, we'll be back next Monday with a fresh episode. Talking MLS. We want your thoughts at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. Now I'm repeating myself at Shake Rotroba for Mr. Negative and every hey, 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 prediction can I do, possible. Can I,
1: can I do an uh, a impromptu question of the day? Oh my God. We've been terrible. Yeah. Uh, question of the day, listeners at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. Where does Brian Schmetzer rank for you among Good U.S.? Question. U.S. coaches as an American coach where does he rank for you? We have Jesse Marsh we have Greg Burhalter, we have Bob Bradley you know cast of thousands where does Bruce he Serena. rank on the list? Bruce Serena thank you very much. Where does he fall on that list? Because Steven and I were talking about it and I we kind of, Steven dodged the second question I wanted to ask him and I forgot to ask him it but it was where does he rank on the list of American born coaches? So let us know at Unk Sam Soccer Pod, at Jake Watroba, at Stephen Joderan. Follow that schmuck, or Kafai. He never answered the phone calls. <laughs> we tried getting him on. Uh, I believe Steven said we're going to record this weekend, so we'll be back early next week to talk. That's right. I'm the – I'm uh, L President. Holding our feet to the fire. I'm the dictator holding- of the show. Here's a David Portnoy of the show, LL President. <laughs>
2: actually, I, actually gonna, I have
1: a different nickname on the show. but We're going to offend people for saying that probably because they probably don't like Barstool. Anyway, uh, that's it for today's show. Go out, uh, watch the game tonight, enjoy Drink a your beer, night. Enjoy the
2: game, the greatest game in MLS. And uh, frankly, because we're also fanboys here, I'm rooting for the Galaxy Jake, I don't know who you're rooting for.
1: LAFC. I want LAFC. All right, I want, good. I want them I want them in Atlanta.
2: We'll be tarping, chirping on Twitter. Until next week. Bye.
0: The N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve, too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King.